a fun fact. Always. About my wife, actually. She she has never in her life watched a single episode of SpongeBob. What? Never. So I'm sitting here like Did she grow up Christian? Yes. That makes sense. But so did I. (laughs) And I wasn't allowed to watch SpongeBob until I told until I told my parents I was allowed to watch SpongeBob. I wasn't allowed to watch SpongeBob until I was 14. Bro, I will walk around the house and make references to SpongeBob, like t- like hilarious references to SpongeBob, and I'll just get yeah. blank stares. Blank stares. Outside of Revenge of the Sith, it is the most quotable thing in the entire <laughs> world. I could not agree with you more. And yeah. I, I don't think there has been an intro to this podcast that we have agreed on. We are on 100%, 100% in sync. Season two, episode six. We have finally agreed. There you have it. (laughs) Sanctified. (laughs) Done. Unity. Boom. Well, (laughs) what is up, guys? My name is Victor, and I am a student pastor at a local church in North Carolina. That's your intro? Boom. Yes. (laughs) That was good. I have great intros. What was the point of that? Oh, there was no no tie-in. We talked about SpongeBob before we hit record on the podcast. I have. And it made me think of that nugget. And that's it. <laughs> I'm giving people a glimpse into my life, bro. The the stuff I have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. I'm kind of speechless. I thought it was going somewhere, <laughs> and I feel like no. you literally just jumped out of a no. it's, moving car. This is an example of a really bad sermon. This is open up your Bibles. <laughs> have you all seen that commercial? Wealth, open today. up. Yeah. <laughs> You say we're in Zephaniah? <laughs> How do you? There's a PH in there. <laughs> it really is like. So I don't know if anybody else feels this way, but anytime the pastor's like, um, <laughs> turn to uh, turn to Lamentations, and I'm like, where the heck is Lamentations? I'm like, I'm trying to scroll through it, and I'm flipping through it, and I'm trying to find it, but then I can't find it. And then I well, get then embarrassed, you, and then, then I you put think it down. To yourself, you're like, I'm a pastor, and I should not be. That's on the what table I'm contents. saying. But no, I, I won't go to the table contents. I'll just put it down, and I'm like, that's why God gave us video. I memorized screens. it. I memorized yeah. it. We're good. Uh, yeah, I read lamentations. That last night. Lamentations. Everything sucks. Um, <laughs> Except for that third chapter in there. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's those new morning mercies, and then everything sucks. <laughs> Every day, those mercies. <laughs> I already said no. my part. It's your turn. Oh, yeah. I'm a pastor in North Carolina. My name is Reagan Jones. <laughs> um, welcome to Sanctified-ish, where we are all over the place with our intros. But um, we are really excited to be here tonight. I'm going to connect his intro to where we're going. So this is episode oh of SpongeBob, where uh, SpongeBob gets back from boating school. And he's trying to remember like what he did. And he has to write on a paper over and over and over again. And he, he just, he recites over and over, like, the thing I learned in boating school is, the thing I learned in boating school today is, the thing I learned in boating school today is, and he just repeats it over and over and over and over and over I know over exactly again. what you're talking about. Um, yeah, it's a classic episode. Um, that is a little bit of kind of what we're doing today. So I think the beauty of this podcast is that a lot of it is just, it's work-related, it's our life, it's theology, it's just all-encompassing, just kind of the things that we're wrestling with. Um, and so I'm like... This is just kind of what I learned today, honestly. Um, and it's something that I had a conversation with a friend this morning and the last 10 minutes of that, he just kind of hit me with this and I have not stopped thinking about it um, for the rest of the day. Um, 
And it's that pastors need personal lives. And it yeah. seems so simple. So like, yeah, duh. But he kind of called me on it. And it's this whole idea that, okay, man, like I'm a student pastor and I find a lot of identity in that. And that's great. And that's awesome. But are there places that I'm going where I can be just Reagan? Um, am I okay with being just Reagan? Um, and I think the thing is like, for me personally, like I struggle with this idea that God has called me a son a lot. Like I struggle with like, like that is the thing that he views me as more than anything, not as a student pastor, not as someone who works for him. He views me as somebody who was bought by him. Um, and for that to be my number one identity, I struggle with that a ton. And that has affected the way I do ministry sometimes that it comes from a great place. It's passion. It's like, you want to see kids come to know Jesus. And so you work and you work and you work and you work and you work. And then we take that hat off. Who are you? Um, and I think for a lot of pastors, for a lot of people, when they take that hat off, they don't know who they are. And here's, here's the amazing thing. Like, this is kind of what he told me. Like, God has already told you who you are. Is that you are a son. You are a daughter. Like, he, you don't have to wonder who you are when you take that pastor hat off. Yeah. Um, and, man, it's just, it's blown my mind today. And I haven't stopped thinking about it. It is, it's, it's a sobering reminder. Every time I think about specifically my job, knowing where we're located right next to a seminary with very, with highly educated and competent people yeah. that by a snap of God's fingers, less than a snap, he could replace me yeah. in my role with someone who does it better, loves the city more yeah. and is more effective in that role. And it's sobering to me, like to know that for this particular season, for whatever reason, like God has placed me here. Yeah, man. And I get so consumed in the, in the job aspect of it that I lose sight of the fact that God has put me here and he wants me to be a son and to follow and chase after him first and foremost. And then I get to enjoy, I get to enjoy the overflow of that in ministry. Yeah. But, But we miss it. Well, cause like, man, like think about it. I, I've been thinking about a lot about heaven recently and like, bro, I won't be a student pastor in heaven. <laughs> I will be a son. Like yeah. that will be yeah. my identity for eternity. I am student. I am a student pastor for a temporary people, a temporary period of time because there are teenagers in the Raleigh Durham area that need to know Jesus. That is the only reason I'm a student pastor. He doesn't, that won't be my job for eternity. He doesn't need me to be a student pastor, but as a son, he has given me this responsibility for a temporary period of time. The problem happens when we take that temporary assignment and we build a foundation upon it. Um, Because like, like you just said, like what happens one day when he brings in someone better? Yeah. What happens one day when he says, move, it's time to go. It's time to go to another place. I'm calling you overseas. I'm calling you to a different place. Like, what happens when that happens, when, when that inevitably happens? Um, yeah. And I think the yeah. scary part is, is you can build your identity on the temporary assignment that God has given you now. And then one day when that changes and you have a new assignment, 
now you're not just going to a new job, but your whole identity is changing when that's never yeah. meant to be the purpose. Like he's called you a son and a daughter. And that's the thing that you get to be for eternity. And the thing that happens, right, is like this is how Satan operates. He takes the gift, the good thing that God has given his children, and Satan wants you to miss it. Yeah. So he wants he wants the idol, he wants your God to be the gift. Yeah. And so what we do is we take, you know, in this instance, we take our roles in ministry, which is really elusive because we're doing work that we get to tag as Christian work. Yeah. And so it's really easy to convince yourself that you're just being obedient. Yeah. When in fact you've missed the entire mark of why you were created and what your purpose truly at a fundamental Imago day level is yep. because you want to send that email at 11 o'clock. Well, and this kind of gets to where, where my friend was coming at. And I think where we can go with this podcast is like starting from the foundation of like your identity is as a son and a daughter. Like that is where you start. And then what is the benefit of being a child of the King is that you get to, enjoy and relish all the fruits of the father's house. Like, um, I think of a, actually I preached on this a couple of weeks ago with students, but there's a Esau and his inheritance. Um, and so like the inheritance was like such a big deal for him to give up because it gave him rights to his father's name, his land, prestige, his title, his wealth, everything. Jacob who stole it from him had nothing simply because he was a second son. And so we have by birthright through Jesus Christ, the inheritance of the father that entitles us to everything that is God's, like the prestige, the wealth, the title, everything. And so as his children, now we get to go rest and we have the privilege of having personal lives. We have the privilege of having hobbies. We have the privilege of just resting in his presence and enjoying him. And yes, we have the privilege of going and working for his kingdom. But those are all fruits of being in the Father's house and being called a child of God um, that I don't think we get to take full advantage of when we don't start with that identity of like, no, you're, you're a child of the King, and that's where you start. And I think it does a disservice to God's creation like us, right? Like he created us unique as individuals, yeah. as people that have different ethnic backgrounds have different origins have different passions have different hobbies come from different places like we're all unique and and that provides us something that that we get to do and enjoy so for me i grew up loving to play video games like that's a huge yeah. part of my life and i try and play video games to a detriment as much as possible yeah. because i really love it and that's that's the way god has wired me yeah. And I think we lose sight and do a disservice to the way God created us when we begin to idolize and and build our identity on the thing that we get to do as an overflow of God's blessing, which in our case would be our ministry jobs. But I think this yeah. can apply across all different spectrums, ministry jobs, you know, oh, yeah. corporate young pros. I just think in ministry, it's really easy to convince yourself. Oh, I'm just being obedient. So whatever. Yeah. And then we don't talk about it, 
And so when you don't talk about it, that's when you look up three, four years later. And now that job has become who you are. Um, like you're pastor so-and-so, you're the youth leader so-and-so. Like that's just, it becomes who you are when it's only meant to be what you do. Um, and I think you mentioned it earlier. Like that is, that is a technique of the en- technique of the enemy. It's a lie of the enemy that like, um, I had a friend tell me this earlier where it's like, you look at Genesis one and Adam and Eve, they have this tree and they have fruit. And it's the one thing in the entire garden that God told them, no, but that one thing is the thing that Satan will use. And he'll tend to be like, oh no, that's the thing that you should have. That's the thing you've been given for. But like when my friend told me, it was like, you desire this one thing, but you've been given the whole dang garden. You have everything else that is his. You have the rest, the joy, the happiness, the, like the, the, the fruit, the work, everything that he has given you. But you want that one thing and you place that one thing above everything else. And that's when sin enters the picture. So like, I think I'm kind of thinking through this and processing through this, but I think you can do ministry in a sinful way. That yeah. you can do ministry in a way where it's meant to be a good thing. But when you place that good thing at a God level, it becomes sin. Um, and I, I just think that's that's just a crazy thing that I used to think that you had to be like walking with Jesus and praying 14 hours for your ministry to grow and be quote unquote successful. Um, you can build a quote unquote successful ministry um, and have it be an idol. You can. Um and it's like it's not just like that. Well, my ministry failed. That therefore now now I have to come back and now I see this. But no, it's it's really it's really a humbling thing. It's an eye opening thing. I love that you brought up the garden because it reminds me of an illustration I use with some of my students. I my dog has a crate full of toys. If you're watching the video, you can see it's right there. That crate is full of way too many toys for this dog. Okay. Yeah. And he can choose any toy from this crate that he wants. But the one toy that he will always want is the one that I'm holding on to, not letting him have. Yeah. For whatever reason, he has the crate full of toys that he can choose from. But the one that I have in my pocket or the one that he's not allowed to play with for a while because he was being a little disobedient. That's the one he wants. Yeah. And he becomes fixated on it as if these toys don't even exist. And what I think happens in our life is we get fixated on the one thing that God has said no or wait to. Yeah. And we miss the garden that he has given us. Yep. And it's a shame. Like it's a shame. It's, it's humbling and sobering when you realize it. Yeah. God wants you, not what you can do for him. Um, and I think that I know that I understand that I have a hard time resting in that and living in that in my own life. Um, because like, if I, if I'm not okay with just being me, how can the God of the universe be okay with that? And so now I think that I have to bring these certain things to him and look what I did for you, Jesus. And look at all the souls we say, and Great. That's awesome. That's, that's not saying don't go hard after the mission. But it's like he wants you more than what you can do 
for him. Um, and it's simple, but it's really, it's, it's hard. I'm wrestling with it. God will do his thing with or without us. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's humbling to know this, but I decided to move to North Carolina literally just because, just cause I didn't really like it in Florida. So you I and left. I are very different people. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I didn't feel called to North Carolina. Yeah. They're like, I didn't like nothing. I just moved. And now I'm married. I have a great job. Yeah. I have an apartment and am paying for it, which never happened in Florida. And like God has established me here in this local community. Mm-hmm. And I so often forget how God has brought me here in the garden he's given me because there's one thing, there's one thing that I don't have and I'm, I forget everything else because I don't have that thing. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's sobering. It hurts. It's a tough realization. And that thing changes. I mean, your thing is very different from my thing, but everybody has that one thing that it's like, Oh, if I had that, everything else would be okay. Um, and then when you get that thing, you realize that there's another thing because it's not that we don't have enough things. We have a sin issue and we have a contentment issue. Um, like even for my thing, it's like, I have a hard time being content with just being my identity, being a son. That's not necessarily anything that's wrong with the theology. That's not like necessarily going to be memorizing another Bible verse. That's a sin issue. That's a heart issue. That's like a... That's a contentment issue. Um, and I think that that can play its way into work. That can play its way into a lot of different things. Um, but that's the heart of it. And that's something to be prayed through. That's something to like bring in community on. Like I'm only wrestling with this today because I sat down with a friend who talked with me for an hour, 45 minutes. And the last 10 minutes is like, hey, bro, I've been thinking about this. You've been into my head. Boom, here's yeah. this. And then now yeah. I've just been consumed by it for <laughs> For like 12 hours. Um, but that's yeah. the beauty of community. It, I think I may have talked about this on the podcast before, but I love it so much. It reminds me of the story of the boy who had the, the fish and the bread. And he, he's mentioned in scripture. You can, you can turn through every page of the Bible. You won't find his name. You won't find his occupation, what he does. You'll just see that there is a boy who had some bread and some fish and yeah. God used that boy to perform one of the most famous miracles in all of scripture, most well-known. And the thing I have to ask myself is, am I okay playing the role of the boy and not the role of Jesus? Jesus is known for that miracle. He's the one who performed it. The boy goes unnamed and unknown. More than likely, God's calling for my life is to go unnamed and unknown, to literally share the gospel, die, and be forgotten. But here's the thing. You're unnamed and unknowned by horizontal relationships. You are to named people. and known by the God of the universe. That's the thing that he's calling That'll you preach. to. So I want to be named and known by people to my left and my right more than I want to be named and known by the God of the universe. Mm. 
And that's the thing that we trade. And I'm like, can't like right there, can you be okay with that? Can you be okay with that? And I'm like, bro, I'm a pastor. (laughs) I'm like, yeah. I'm like, if anyone's supposed to be okay with it, it's supposed to be us. Yeah. But I don't I don't know. It's so it's hard. It is probably the question. I mean, you talk to any pastor and they're going to tell you the same thing. There are pastors who literally pray against this temptation to want to be named and known horizontally more than vertically. Every pastor in the book has struggled with this. Yeah. But the, the difficulty is, is we get so consumed in the horizontal that we forget the vertical. Yeah. And then you go four or five, six years into ministry and your identity is what you've done horizontally rather than who you're known by vertically. Yeah. And I love that. That was literally just like a boom moment because it's so that, true. That was, like, that's that was it. spirit. That was that's spirit. It. I'm, I'm sorry. That that's yeah, for someone, even, be, even if it's, even if it's just awake. for me. No, I'm so tired, but like, this is, <laughs> this is where it gets practical, man. It's like, I think we spent 20 minutes on your identity as a child of God, because your personal life, especially in ministry is going to be a reflection of where you are landing on that spectrum. So it's like, if I find my identity in my work, and being named and known by people rather than over being named and known by God, my personal life is going to look like a shell because I'm going to invest in where I find worth. Um, and that doesn't mean you don't invest in your job. That doesn't mean you don't invest in ministry. You should. We'll get to that in part two because I think there are other people that are not as urgent <laughs> in the mission and not as urgent in going forward as we need to. There's two yep. sides to this coin. But I know like if I find my worth in my job and what I can do, I'm going to invest everything in there. And then my personal life, my hobbies are going to be a shell. So I think like one practical thing, like my friend looked at me, he's like, man, you're a basketball player. When's the last time you played basketball? And I'm like, legitimately, it's been three years. Like since I like actually played competitively, since I played in a game where I wasn't wearing new balances. Like it's... It's been a minute. Bro, new Balance um, got the heat, though. All right. Well, the New Balances that I'm wearing have a hole at the top, um, oh, so it just it doesn't. It hasn't. It's not great. <laughs> um, got them paper ankles, but like for me, that was such a big part of who Reagan is. That has nothing to do with Pastor Reagan. That's just me as a person. And so, like tonight, like I went out and like I bought basketball shoes for the first time in three years that I'm like, that's an investment towards Reagan. It has nothing to do with my ministry. I'm not going there to start up this revival and like like minister to all these people. If something happens, great, because I'm Reagan as a follower of Jesus and Reagan as a follower of Jesus can and will share his faith. But I'm not going there with the intention of being on the clock. I'm going there as a person and as a follower of Jesus. And I need something like that. And pastors, you need something like that. You need a place where the hat goes off and who are you when you are not on the clock? Um, because that's that's the real you. Um, and also, here's the flip side of that. 
Are you still sharing your faith? Are you still as passionate about worship? Are you still reading your Bible? Are you still preaching the gospel when the hat comes off? Is that still who you are? Um, if anything, it should probably be more of who I am out there on that basketball court um, than yeah. with students on a Sunday night or something like that. Um, but I need that. I need that desperately. Um, and one, one more quick thing before that'll be the last for my practical thing. This is the beauty of old friendships, especially in ministry. Vic is a very good friend of mine, but I've known Vic for three years. I've only known Vic when I've been in ministry. Like my college basketball friends, they're not necessarily, like we all live in different States. So we're not always in our day-to-day lives, but those guys know me. They know me from pre-ministry. Like they just know me as Reagan and they like me for Reagan and they love me for Reagan. And there are people in your life who like need to need to like you and love you, not for what you can do for them or not for who you are in this public setting. They need to like you and love you simply because they like you and love you. And that's reflects the like and love of God in your life. Um, yeah. And you need to experience that. I think, I think you just hit on the importance. We talk about these like circles of relationships that people have in life. And I think you just hit on the importance of that middle circle yeah. people in your life that man, maybe you're not going confessing like the deepest, darkest thing that you've been struggling with or whatever, but they're there and you have them and they're your friends and they've been there for a while. I have the same thing when I I hop on discord, which is a video game thing. We have eight people that I've known forever and we talk and we play and we hang out and we talk about video games. Yeah. And they're not the people I run to when I'm struggling. They're not the people that I run to when I need to get something off my chest, but they're there. And yeah. they know me for me. And that's really important. And it's life-giving. Yeah. And those are people that God has given me in my life to reach with the gospel, but also just to enjoy relationships with. Yeah. And that's important too. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. Guys, that was good. That was refreshing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's even, it's pretty heavy stuff. You know, these self-realizations that God kind of gives you about where you're at and where he wants to bring you. Well, bro, it's but, man, sanctification. Like the whole process of sanctification. Yeah. It's sanctification. Like, like this it's is, you're looking at is. a, at a window into like a day in my sanctification. Like yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what literally. it is. Welcome to the process. It's painful. It sucks, <laughs> but it's beautiful because you see a bigger picture and a more clearer vision of not only who God is, but who you are and what you need um, and where you go from there. So if you guys enjoyed this podcast, maybe you want more episodes kind of like this. This is the first one where we've kind of taken a little bit of a different approach and maybe it was super helpful for you. Let us know. Email us sanctifiedish at gmail.com. We want to know. Maybe you have some feedback for us. Maybe we said something that just was so out there and you totally disagree (laughs) please still leave us a five star, but email us, let us know. We want to have conversations. We want to learn. Uh, We just don't want to learn at the detriment of our five star rating on all the different platforms. So leave a five star review. 
we'd really, really appreciate it. Also, check us out on TikTok. We post content all the time. The guy who runs <laughs> our our sanctified ish channel is just so good and we couldn't ask for anything better so check it out post all the time see now it's not (laughs) passive aggressive now you're just a jerk (laughs) (laughs) i I run our i run our tiktok page and i post occasionally because you know i'm working and i'm doing other things and you know sorry that falls into the personal life category i apologize i'll get better at that well we recorded we recorded this episode and decided to can it. And at the end of that episode, I was very passive aggressive towards Reagan. So this time I just decided to pull out all the stops. I was, was like, like, you know what? No holes and, barred. And we post on TikTok sometimes. And I'm like, sometimes. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, but man. Sometimes could be a lot. It just it it, it refers to a certain frequency that's not defined. It's it's relative. So, it's relative. <laughs> it's, it's up it's for relative. interpretation. But check us out on TikTok. Drop us a follow. Let us know you're there. We'd really appreciate it. We've had a lot of people actually find us on TikTok and send us emails. Yeah. So thank you for that. If you found us on TikTok, send us an email, the Trinity, and we can uh, we can know that, that we found you there. Let us thank know what you you're learning. Listening. Let us know how you're being sanctified. Yeah. Yeah, we we love to read the stories. Um, it, it encourages us to keep going. So we're thankful for you guys. We're glad we made it this far into our podcast journey and have no plans on stopping anytime soon. So we'll see you guys next week for part two of this two-part series that we're doing on... What did we name this podcast? The t- title I wrote is gone. Really? pastors in their personal lives there you go we'll see you guys next time until then take care (laughs) and god bless such a hard name how did you forget the title again pastors in their passions (laughs) pastors in pickleball free time yeah (laughs) got got ball